Welcome to Garden Talk with your local growing experts from Bookleaf Gardens, where we help you grow. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Mona Dyer, and this is Garden Talk, brought to you by Bookcliff Gardens, where we help you grow. We have a beautiful, sunshiny week ahead, looking for a high today around 50. Tomorrow, Sunday, we're looking for a high near 55. Wednesday, we could flirt with a high in the upper 50s. Delta and Montrose uh, can expect sunshine for you too with highs in the mid to upper 40s. Uh, it's all fun and games, beautiful weather outside, but it's a, a, just a little bit alarming. Uh, the temps right now are just about 10 degrees warmer than average. And I looked at one um, uh, almanac report a year ago, we were about 20 degrees cooler than we are uh, on this date compared to last year so it is it's lovely out there but it's a, just a little bit scary precipitation right now uh, so far for the year we are standing at uh, 26 hundredths of an inch of precipitation sadly that is just about half of normal for the month of january so beautiful weather outside but there could be some unintended consequences with that. I'm excited this morning. I have a special guest in the studio with me, Stephanie Bertrois, lovingly known as Bertie to us at Bookcliff Gardens, is here. She is the lady that keeps uh, goods and product rolling into the store. So welcome. Good morning. Good morning. So you are, uh, you know, this is your first big season with us. You hit the ground running. You have been going with your hair on fire. God bless you. You've been just, it, it, it's been just a joy to watch you. Tell, tell us about the big reset that's underway. All the ladies I've been working with, I don't know if they'd call it a joy, but we've basically cleaned up everything, reorganized and straightened, and we've created some really beautiful displays. We've got some really cool pieces coming in so we're excited to see how the, the season goes okay so this reset uh there there were some products and some items that have have been in the store for way too long and we you were having trouble finding spots for all of the new stuff you uh, and tyler went to a show uh this past fall was it in Reno? It was in Reno, yes. Okay. And while you were there, you found some some more cool stuff, but we didn't have room for the new cool stuff because there was old cool stuff. So, tell me tell me what's your strategy here? So, anything that was basically sitting on the shelf for years, uh, any duplicates, things like that, basically we had to pull out. We had to get it out of the door so that we could reintroduce new items. We have a lot of black plastic items. We went to the show and found colorful, red, uh, blue, green, orange, wonderful color items that make our new plastics that much prettier and easier to grow in. Okay, so when, you, when you're talking about plastics, expand on that what kind of plastics so plastics being plastic trays that you put your seedlings in uh, your two and a quarter inch pots your five by five squares are now in all colors 
and they've got the the trays that go underneath to be able to catch the water. Right. So instead of the the run of the mill old flats that someone would start their little baby peppers or baby tomatoes or their marigolds in, there is now a different option. Yes, you can get them in colors now. Um, on top of that, we also have some excellent. Uh, seed cells so instead of just your uh, four pack cells or anything like that these are going to be little round ones all basically creating plugs that you can up pot into your two and a quarters or your five inch pots so for those that are unfamiliar explain how a plug works so a plug is basically where you take a seed and you germinate it into a small cell it's about let's say a quarter of an inch inch wide a little bigger than a thimble right and what you're doing is it's deep, but it's not wide. You're creating a chance for those seeds to uh, grow longer roots. Once those roots hit the bottom, then you take that plug. It's now considered a plug because it's mostly roots instead of dirt. You take that, pop it out, put it into a bigger spot where those roots can now expand. But instead of having this giant leaf with a little bit of seedling roots, you now have a seedling with giant roots much healthier for the plant right way easier from the standpoint of the health of the, the the seedling overall because it has done all of its work to build that root system instead mm-hmm. of a long gangly stem now there may be those that argue gosh you know i don't want to have to up pot it i don't want to have to go through that hassle what's the answer to that question I mean, you can definitely start in a bigger pot. You're not going to develop as much of a root structure because the roots don't have that close security they would have in a smaller pot. Uh, so, yes, it is an extra step, but these plugs that we're talking about are tiny. And when you up pot them, you're literally just digging a tiny bit of a bigger hole. Um, overall, you will have a more successful plant. Right. And it's all about the roots. It's always about the roots. It is. We, we as gardeners, we as, as plantophiles, if you will, <laughs> get, get so tickled over, over the leaves and, and the mm-hmm. stems and that. But what is happening under the soil where we really can't see, that's the part that is the, the most important. Well, on occasion, people will come in and they're like, when do I know when to repot this plant? And they'll have it right there. You, instead of looking at the leaves, most people chuckle because you look up and you look underneath the bottom. Do you see roots coming out of the bottom? Exactly, exactly. That's that's how you tell whether it's time to move to the next phase. If you can see roots uh, down through the drain holes, or if you can't see roots but you're you're wondering maybe it's time to do this, gently slide the plant out of the pot. People, I. You've seen it happen. <laughs> People's eyes get really big because <laughs> we grab a hold of a plant and, and pull yeah, it out of out. the pot to see what's happening. If if it is well-rooted, then you'll see the roots there along the edges of the pot. And it's just, that's how you can tell. Well, not only that, but if it's not ready, you'll have dirt falling down from around the base or the sides of it. Um, if it's ready to repot, nothing will come off of that plant, no matter how dry or wet it is. Right. It just comes right out, slides out. Everything is is cool. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. So in addition to the uh, new plastics for being able to germinate seeds in and, and get little things started, uh, you also uh, uh, you showed me some 
uh, little grow light systems mm-hmm. in case people are wanting to start their own seeds, but they don't have a scenario that is bright or warm enough. Mm-hmm. Yes, so we've got, um, we got some kits that comes with a couple options. One is just the basic starter kit. You have your seedling flat, um, the pl- black plastic tray. You have your dome to put on top. Um, and then you have your heating mat. So it's just a basic setup. Um, that way, if you do have a nice lighted area, you just put your kit down. Now, on the flip side, we also have a kit that has both the seeding, the seedling, the mat, the dome, but it comes with a light specifically for that reason. It's a nice LED light, broad spectrum. It has all that you need to get your plants growing. Right. To begin the plants, they don't care at all about how much light they have. Initially, it's about the bottom heat. Mm-hmm. Warm soil is what helps the seeds be able to germinate, the, the warm soil and the adequate moisture. It's important though to not get too carried away with the moisture because keeping things too wet, what happens? You grow mold, you grow all kinds of fungi. And, and fungi <laughs> are fun, but you don't want those things growing in your seedling tray because it rots your seeds. Right. And most times the ones that are growing aren't edible. Right. So it's, um, you know, there's a fine line. The dome is, is a handy thing because it does help uh, to stabilize the soil temperature, especially uh, at nighttime. It, maybe if your house or wherever you're growing is a little bit cooler it the dome helps to stabilize the temperature a little bit but it's important to take that dome off of there otherwise you get a big buildup of humidity Mm -hmm. inside of that tray and wind up again with a a mold and mildew scenario Mm -hmm. that'll cause uh, infections in your seedlings and sadly you may have to start all over again because you get uh, a disease called damping off that mm-hmm. kills the plants right at the base of the stem and dang it you got to start over i've done that a few times so i do understand it that. it is it is a problem now uh, with uh, starting the seedlings we do not have a lack of seeds to choose from no we don't we have some excellent varieties going uh, Val did an awesome job of picking out some new varieties, but also keeping with the golden, tro- true, hardy ones. Right. Uh, and and choosing the seed selections that work best in your garden, mm-hmm. sometimes it can be, it, it, it. you have ones that are tried and true, and you love them because you know they'll grow. You love the taste of them. But golly, it's so much fun to find some <laughs> some brand new, random looking thing and and think, you know, I really ought to try that. What are is there something special that you intend to try this year? There is. Uh, Val picked out one, and I noticed it. It's called uh, deer tongue lettuce. It sounds very weird, but oh my gosh, <laughs> it looks amazing on the picture. I want to try that so badly. Deer tongue lettuce. Yes. Yikes. I know. Not ha- sure how it's going to taste. I'll have to go and, <laughs> and look for that. I'll, I'll you know, maybe it's one of those things where you you harvest it and then turn your head sideways and, <laughs> and rip it up uh, on your plate. Just don't, yep, no. just don't think about I it. I want to see how it turns out. I'm really anxious to see. Indeed. So that's one I want to try. So what else, what else are, do you plan to grow in your garden this year? I'm going to try some artichokes. I'm not 100% set on where I'm going to put them yet, but I do know I want some artichokes. Um, I'm going to re try to reestablish my herb garden. I 
have it growing, but it has overgrown its pot, and I think I'm just going to cut it all off. Um, and then, of course, the basic tomatoes. I'm going to try the Better Boys this year and see how those do versus the early girls that I tried last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, I've got a spot for my son to have his little garden. Um, it's probably going to be full of uh, bulldozers and tractors. Hey, if <laughs> it, it is worthwhile gardening with a bulldozer and tractor. It is. I think there is nothing wrong with that. If you are a little three-year-old boy, (laughs) gardening with a bulldozer and a tractor makes exact perfect sense. Yep, and I don't have to worry about shovels. He's got it taken care of. That's when I need a whole dug, I'm going to have him do it. That's just lovely. (laughs) Now, has has he uh, learned the fine art of which things to weed out and which things to leave alone? No, we're going to work on that this year. Um, we had a whole bunch of carrots, and it went from pulling dandelions to pulling carrots. We ended up with only five last year. Five carrots or five, five carrot. dandelions? <laughs> both. We ended up with both. Five of so. each. Well, you know, at least he was at, he was fair. Yes. He, he was, was fair, fair in what he did. God bless him. God bless him. All right, we are coming up on our first commercial break. If you've got a question, something on your mind, please call us. Our number is 245-1100-245-1100. Along with my friend Bertie Bertrice, I'm Mona <laughs> Dyer. This is Garden Talk. We'll be right back. As you and your parents age, there's a lot to consider. But who do you trust for your home care? That's simple. Talk to the ones with a passion for compassion. First Light Home Care in Grand Junction, Delta, and Montrose. They've taken the time and effort to get accreditation through the Joint Commission. And now they're approved through the VA to provide skilled nursing to our veterans. What does that mean to you? Better care, period. First Light Home Care. They'll treat mom and dad with the dignity and care they deserve. First Light Home Care, 970-639-2048. Thinking about a solar energy system but worried about what you can afford? Atlassa Solar Center is proud to offer the area's lowest price per panel without sacrificing quality, along with financing options to suit your needs. It does make a difference who you work with. Read the reviews, then call Atlasta Solar Center, your local solar energy experts. They've been in business for 45 years and they're employee-owned. For a free quote, go to atlastasolar.com. Atlasta Solar Center. We are the nation's largest integrated health care system, providing life-changing care to over 9 million veterans. Our hands are busy, competent, skilled, healing, helping, and friendly. A place where diverse teams come together hand-in-hand to provide full patient-centered care. Working in state-of-the-art facilities, with influential leaders in healthcare, all with a single goal in mind to help veterans heal, recover, and get their lives back in a place where everyone plays a part and where your efforts are truly appreciated. A place so innovative and forward thinking that we're rebuilding hands and where even robots lend a hand. Join hands with us. Learn more at vacareers.va.gov. It is I, the Oracle, here to give clairvoyance of your commute. It's coming to me now. I-70 Glenwood Canyon shall be open. No, wait. Nope, it's closed. No, wait a minute. It's open again. And it's closed. Jeez. Thousands of years of prophetic knowledge, yet still can't get traffic alerts. Thankfully... 
There's a CO Trip app. CoTrip mobile app and CoTrip.org provide traffic and safety alerts so you get to your destination safely. CDOT reminds you to know before you go. Learn more at CoTrip.org. MBC Grand Radio shares this message to support our community. You're familiar with the pyramid of needs, right? At the base are things like food and shelter. Then above that is health and safety. Above that is belonging. And above that is self-esteem and then purpose. Those needs don't always get met for the unhoused. Homeward Bound is changing that. Comprehensive services like emergency shelter, on-site health care, and recovery living are just some of the ways Homeward Bound of the Grand Valley gives those who need it something else they may not have, hope. Volunteer and other information is at homewardboundgv.org. NBC Grand Radio shares this message to support our community. Children are the greatest joy and our best hope for a better future. Friends, they are the future. But did you know that millions of kids are facing hunger every day? Food is not just food. It's energy, health, confidence, hope, and even love. Yes, love. Thank you! Learn more about how No Kid Hungry is helping end child hunger in America at helpnokidhungry.org. Today, young adults face big questions about their future. How will you make your mark? Do you want to be part of something bigger than yourself? Are you ready to learn new skills and make new friendships? Perhaps you have a dream that you're ready to make real. So, how will you make a mark with your future? As you embark on a journey toward finding these answers, the military can serve as a resource for providing help, information, and opportunities. A public service message from the Department of Defense. To learn more, visit todaysmilitary.com. Sean Hannity, weekday afternoons at 1. 67% also say the party should nominate somebody other than Biden. On News Radio 1100, KNZZ. Welcome back to Garden Talk with your hosts from Bookleaf Gardens. Well, welcome back, everyone, along with Bertie Bertrois. My name is Mona Dyer. We're talking about gardening today. If you've got a question, something on your mind, please call us. Our number is 245-1100, So, Bertie, what products are you excited to have gardeners try out this year? So we've got a couple of new products that we're going to try out this year and see how they do. One of them is called True Organics. It is an organic fertilizer. Uh, it's kind of similar to your Fox Farm, but it's got a few more uh, seabird-based or sea crustacean-based ingredients in it. So I'm kind of excited to see how that works out. We've got uh, we've got one for your tomato and veggies. That's always a key one to have. We've got your all-purpose. Um, on top of that, we also have a berry food. So it's strictly for your raspberries, strawberries, or anything with berry in the name. Um, you can probably use it on your grapes as well. Kind of a nice burst there. Um, we also have one for your herbs and leafy greens. So for um, for anything leafy, you know, your deer tongue, your your herbs. <laughs> You're going to keep circling back <laughs> on that. I'm going to. I'm going to. Um, your mints, your things like that. That's going to be wonderful for your herb garden there. Uh, it's also got uh, the soil acidifier. That's also a nice one to have, especially in the organic portion of it. On top of that, we're going to try their line of organic lawn food. So this is going to be comparable to our Bookcliff Gardens blend. Uh, not two different styles, though. It's going to be one straight one. But what I like about it is it does have the slow-release nitrogen, which I do find kind of hard to find in organic for fertilizers. Gotcha. So what process do you go through? I I 
I've seen it in action, but I would like I would like you to explain to folks the process that you go through to vet products. That is kind of a hard one. First, there's always got to be a need. So if someone comes up and says, you know, I need an organic fertilizer uh, for my lawn. Okay, that's a great place to start. That gives me a, a focus. From there, I'm going through, of course, the good old Google search. That's where I start. You know, what is out there? And then from there, what can I get? What is uh, viable in Colorado? Um, so basically on this food that I'm looking at, I've got my wonderful nitrogen table. It's telling me whether it's a slow release or a fast release. Um, what kind of organic compounds are they using? What of it is soluble? So what can be dissolved in water and what is not? Um, and of those products, what is going to work best in our soils? Uh, a lot that I went through on the research process of this, there was a lot of gypsum. There was a lot of other things that do not do well in our soils. They actually make it worse. So the more you put in of our soils of gypsum, the worse it gets. We're very basic. You don't want to put another basic on top of a basic. Right. So there was a lot of that going around and trying to find something stable enough for our soils. <clears throat> From there, I started looking at our vendors to see what was available. And that's when True Organics popped up. I started doing a little bit more research, you know, calling the people, trying to get information. What's what's the basic compound that you're using? How does it work in Colorado soils? Um, I got a lot of good answers for Denver, but not a lot of good answers for Grand Junction. So we're going to see how it does on our western slope soil. Do you suppose that's because they haven't been able to, to jump over the hill yet? There just isn't. There hasn't been anybody willing to, to give it a shot. Right. I think that's part of it. Um, it could also be that a lot of big suppliers only stick in Denver. We're west of Denver, west of the Rockies. So, yeah, it's very possible no one's ever given it a shot. No one's really looked into it. So that's why. Why not? Let's try it. Let's hey, see what happens. We're on the correct side of the hill. <laughs> exactly right. We are on the correct on the side, of the, side of the hill. Indeed. So speaking of over the hill, this coming week... Uh, you and some of our cohorts are headed over the hill. We are. Tell me what's going on. We are going over to Pro Green. It's a convention of the plant nerds. So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so what we get to do is we get to go to all these classes and learn about the soil. We learn about bugs, um, tree structures, plant structures, how to better grow in containers. So we get to bring all of that knowledge back to here. Uh, on top of that, we're going to have our first arborist in, in Bookcliff Gardens. So we're now going to be ISA certified and have our first arborist there. That's awesome. So the, the classes that uh, I, I know that you have probably poured over uh, the schedule. Uh, talk a little about a couple of the classes that you're excited to attend. So a couple of them that I'm excited to attend. Uh, there is one... And forgive me, I don't quite remember the name of it, but it's basically the workers beneath our, beneath our feet. And it talks about the soil. It talks about the structure of the soil, the micros, the, the macros, the uh, fungus that's in the soil. Everything that structures soil to be our nice, beautiful growing material that we plant all our veggies in. Uh, there's another one that is about uh, horticultural therapy, therapy. And it's hopefully it's going to talk about how we can create... Uh, therapy through gardening and support you know 
our local organizations or create our own where people come in, learn about gardening, and structure that to where we get nice therapy relief. Therapy <laughs> on my knees in the dirt is absolutely therapy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely therapy. It is. Um, there's always going to be our bee protection, and especially with a lot of the controversial stuff that's going through uh, Colorado right now, uh, in particular Grand Junction. Um, that's going to be very interesting because we're losing a lot of our neonicotinoids, our, our amatoclopreds. And so that one I'm interested in seeing how they want us to proceed with bee safety in mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what I'm interested in. Right. And uh, along those lines, with the amatoclopreds, that they, they have been on um, uh, the market for a number of years. The neonic- neonicotinoids have been on the market. Things like amatoclopred, um, those sorts of systemic uh, sorts of solutions for getting rid of pests have uh, really, because of misuse mm-hmm. by people that refuse to read the labels, mm-hmm. um, the state of Colorado is kind of putting its foot down and saying, okay, no more, we're not doing this. For the whole time that the neonics have been on the market, places like Book Cliff Gardens have been very careful with signs up saying, mm-hmm. please beware, don't, you know, be careful, be mindful of how these products are used. Uh, a, a fine example of that is whenever there would be a need to use amatoclopred around a tree mm-hmm. to, to get rid of whatever beastie might be up in the <laughs> canopy of the tree, we always, always made sure to caution and coach consumers mm-hmm. against putting that product down on the ground anywhere near uh, a plant that was flowering or would e- be flowering through the course of a season oh, absolutely. so that the root system of that flowering plant wouldn't be picking up the, the uh, compound and putting that compound into the flowers where the bees would grab it mm-hmm. and inadvertently haul it home. You know, that's all water under the bridge at this point because the state of Colorado, as I said, is is putting its foot down and we'll just have to find a, a different way. Yeah. Um, thank goodness we've got you uh, there at the gate watching to make sure or, or trying to find something that works really well. The, the, the neonics have, have served their purpose. They've done well. Sorry, Charlie. They're out. Well... And rather than go to nematodes and try to go that route, which, yes, nematodes are awesome, but we're too dry for them to be any kind of effectiveness. And our soil just won't support them. No, it doesn't. I mean, we have our nematodes here, but they're for our common local pests. Mm -hmm. All of the imported pests, if you will, need nematodes that are moister. Mm -hmm. So it just doesn't work out. So that's one thing I'm hoping at Pro Green we're going to learn something or even if it's not at program i'm going to continue to research and find something that can replace neonicotinoids it's uh, you are a marvel you spend hours and hours looking and and researching and finding stuff your brain is so full of information it's just (laughs) it's a marvel to me absolutely a marvel so you're going to Pro Green. You will be learning about, um, you know, chemicals and all of that stuff. What are you excited to 
learn as far as the, the plant materials? Is there is there a particular thing that you're really excited to see? There is. Unfortunately, I won't be able to go to it, but I'm going to have one of the other ladies go to it. There is a class. Um, there's actually two classes. One of them is specifically for container planting. Um, with that comes into effect the whole rooting process. And so it goes through, um, minus the, the botany class that's on the first day, um, it goes through the whole structure of the plant, how it survives in a container, and how to keep everything nice and moist when the heat is on. Sure. So that's one class that we're really looking forward to. There's another one that talks about plants and their genders um, and how we're both we're all debating because the description wasn't that descriptive. So we're debating if it's about rearranging flowers based on their gender properties and how pollination goes through that, cross-pollination, so on and so forth. Um, so that one's going to be kind of interesting to go and see how that one works out. Uh, the botany one is always fun to go to because you get your, your newbies who are just starting out and then you get your seniors who know all this stuff and how they clash is just wonderful to watch. Indeed, indeed. And Pro Green, I've, I've had the opportunity uh, to attend Pro Green several times, and it is, it's absolutely a, a nurturing event because, as you said, there are brand new people who are, are fresh to the industry. Mm-hmm. Alongside people who have been in the industry for decades and watching the interaction between um, the oldsters and the newcomers, <laughs> and 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 seeing seeing the light bulb go on, mm-hmm. and further having the the veterans um, kind of get an idea of oh my gosh, there there is hope because there are <laughs> there are youngsters here who are so incredibly excited about this industry that we so dearly love. Mm-hmm. It is it's so refreshing and so wonderful it is and on top of the newbies and oldbies that you get you also get those from across the nation you get people who uh, are from alaska and have literally a three month growing period mm-hmm. literally and then it's frost all over again and then you get people who are down south texas and things like that who have growing seasons throughout the year and you have us in the middle well, I've been to Texas. I've been to, well, I haven't been to Alaska. That'd be awesome. But um, <laughs> I've been to Texas, and they literally have plants that we consider houseplants right. growing outside. And they have things that are blooming in the middle of January. And it's absurd. It's awesome to see. So having that combination come together in one spot. Every, and everybody talking about plants. It's just, it's just great fun. <laughs> it's great fun. All right, we are up against our final commercial break. If you've got a question, something on your mind, please call us. Our number is 245-1100-245-1100. Along with Bertie Bertrois, I'm Mona Dyer. This is Garden Talk. We'll be right back. As your American Family Insurance agent, I'm looking out for what matters to you. This is Rick Nelson, agent in Grand Junction. Let's talk about all your insurance needs today. The Rick Nelson Agency at American Family Insurance has an experienced team of professionals, great discounts for good drivers, and bundled policies. For a free, no-obligation quote, contact Rick Nelson at 970-241-0078. American Family Insurance. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. 
Every business needs a customized strategy. DWC CPAs and advisors provide comprehensive advisory services tailored for your unique industry and business. We provide insight and advise clients on financial performance, strategic planning and optimization, business startups and growth, business valuations, succession plans, wealth management, and much more. Find us online at dwcadvisors.com. DWC CPAs and advisors, investing in our people, clients, and communities. Motor City Transmissions not only offers competitive transmission service, they provide a wide range of services combining modern tech and hands-on experience to keep you on the road. Motor City Transmissions and Auto Repair, 539 Bogart Lane, just west of Sam's Club. Sunny Sunday, Grand Junction, 53, Moab, 54. Mostly clear overnight, 31. Sunny Monday, 57. Tuesday, 57. I want you to imagine we're building words. Let's take the word desk. Now, unlike certain Swedish furniture stores, we're not building an actual desk. We're just building the word desk. We've got our letters, D-E-S-K, and look at that. We have a desk. Now let's try building this word again, but this time the S is going to take a little while to get here. Let's see. D-E-K and there's the S. D-E-K-S. Desk. Wait, that's not right. This is an admittedly crude example of dyslexia. When certain letters or sounds take longer to process than others, resulting in them getting mixed up when written out. Children with dyslexia can have a harder time at school, and there's often a stigma attached to dyslexia that makes it that much harder. Dyslexia Foundation of Western Colorado has resources for parents and teachers to help children get tested for and cope with dyslexia. Diagnosis can be vital to a child's long-term success. Learn more at dyslexiaco.org. A message from NBC Grand Radio, supporting our community. Hey, Joe, I thought you were retired. <laughs> Living on a fixed income is tough. So here I am, an essential worker. I know. I mean, food prices are going up every day. Thank goodness for BenefitsCheckup.org. Benefits what? BenefitsCheckup.org. It's a free website where people over 60 can find help to pay for food, medicine, even utilities. I got $1,200 a year in benefits. Maybe it can help you. Miss a day. I want to congratulate Donald Trump on his victory tonight. He earned it. You missed a lot. This race is far from over. News Radio 1100, KNZZ. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Some of those grounded Boeing 737 MAX jets back in the air after safety inspectors cleared them to fly. They do have new requirements for more timely inspections. President Biden is publicly pushing Congress now to support a bipartisan Senate deal on the border and Ukraine. Those issues together, though, in one bill likely to come up short in the House, where conservatives are demanding much more robust protections for the U.S. border as part of that deal before they'll sign on to billions of dollars in additional aid for Ukraine and Israel. Former President Trump is vowing to appeal a jury's $83 million verdict in a civil defamation trial awarded to a columnist who had accused him of sexual assault. Longtime advice columnist E. Jean Carroll has already, had already been awarded $5 million from a different jury last year. This is SRN News. The Ron Kasky Show, Saturday and Sunday mornings at 11 on 1100 KNCZ and 92.7 FM. Welcome back to Garden Talk with your host from Bookleaf Gardens since 1968, where we help you grow. 
Well, welcome back, everyone, along with my friend Bertie Bertroyce. I'm Mona Dyer. We're talking about gardening today. If you've got a question, something on your mind, please call us. Our number is 245-1100. So before the break, we talked about uh, the happenings this coming week over in Denver. Steph, uh, Bertie, as we call her, <laughs> and uh, a number of uh, the staff members are headed over to the Pro Green Expo. It is a, a big uh, region-wide uh, trade show for the green industry, and there are a number of classes, and it's a really a great time, but Bertie, it's not all fun and games for you this time, is no, it? No, it's not. So tell me what's going on. So for the last couple of years, I've been studying to get my arborist certification, uh, this this time around, I'm going to miss out on some of the fun classes because I've got my study group, which is three hours long and takes place against a lot of the classes I want to take. Um, however, the next day, I get to go in and sit down and take my test and hopefully pass and get my certification. <laughs> you have studied really, really hard, and I have full confidence that you are going to fly through that test well, thank you. With with flying colors, <laughs> you are going to be fine. You're going to do awesome. Well, thank you. I think so too. Yeah, you have you have worked really hard at this. So, you know, I'm I'm rooting for you, kid. Truly, <laughs> truly rooting for you. So, uh, this this whole next week is going to be a beautiful week to get outside. You'll mm-hmm. be over on the other side of the hill. The rest of us will be here, hopefully having a little time to putter around in the yard outside when it's, I mean, for, for, well, no, let's, <laughs> let's not, let's not get too carried away. The, the little bit of sunshine that popped out uh, here three or four days ago, the, the cloudy murky sky, I'm telling you, that sky was just getting me down. Mm-hmm. There was a little break in the cloud cover a few days ago. It was cold outside, but there was a break in the cloud cover. I went running outside to gather up some sun. Now, granted, all you could see was my face <laughs> sticking out of my my puffy coat and with the hood on. I I looked um, kind of kind of strange. It was it was Eskimo-y? an odd thing. Eskimo-y, yeah. <laughs> I needed, but I just needed some sunshine on my face. I was just so blah. Mm-hmm. I know the sunshine is awesome, and especially since we're going to have it a lot this next week, I think a lot of people are just going to start getting garden fever. Garden fever. Got it bad. It's uh, maybe time to start doing a little bit of cleanup in your yard. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Do take some time uh, to check for broken branches or anything like that on trees and shrubs. Mm -hmm. Get those things kind of cleaned up and out of there. I would, though, give folks a caution as far as getting too carried away with cleaning up leaf litter in the yard yeah it's still good mulch leave leave it there uh we are unseasonably warm right now the the thing is that mulch is going to help hold a little cold in ground a bit longer Mm -hmm. think about it we haven't hit the first of february yet no and if plants wake up too early you're you're going to send them into shock if they're too cold. The unintended consequence is those things popping up and having uh, a, a really sad end, or let's call it a really <laughs> sad start. Um, uh, during my little foray into the yard the other day, I uh, 
course, had to run out and, and see what was happening in the garden mm-hmm. and in the garlic patch. Yep. And I, I was happy, I am happy to report that uh, the garlic, most of the garlic is still just the very tips of the plants are just at the ground level. There were three, only three plants that had shoved themselves up out of the ground. <laughs> so I got on the on my hands and knees and I plucked them out. Mm-hmm. The roots on these guys are about three and a half inches long. Nice. I got my hand and kind of peeled the, the soil back a little bit so I could sink them back where they belonged. And truly, I was surprised to find that the soil was not dust dry down there. There was a little moisture down there. I'm not sure how that happened because we have had nothing from the standpoint of of any decent moisture. No. So it did give me permission to wait one more week before I went out. Uh, I will go out this week and and do some winter watering in that garlic patch. But I, I really was surprised at how damp the soil was. Well, and that's funny. I haven't had a single head pop on mine yet. Um, it's still relatively moist. Every time I check it, it's relatively moist, which, yeah, that is pretty sh- surprising. Uh, but, no, I haven't had a single green head pop up yet. So, it, And that's, uh, of, uh, are you talking about garlic? Yeah, I've got my little garlic patch going. And that's, that's the way I think it should be. I don't think we really ought to be looking for them until maybe the middle to the end of February. Right, exactly. And with it being as mild of a winter as we've had, that's that's what I would expect. Now, with the temperatures that we're expecting this coming week, mm-hmm. it may shift things a little bit, and the unintended consequence is we'll have some little guys popping up, little shoots popping mm-hmm. up out of the ground, which that's fine. The, the garlic shoots will tolerate that cold, and I don't get too worked up. There are many people who grow garlic that... Really, rather would have their garlic up and showing by the time uh, the first of December comes around. I I don't love that. Um, it it makes that makes me nervous mm-hmm. from the standpoint of it makes it harder for me to be able to tell later in the growing season whether or not um, I've got enough water. It also kind of ruins my vibe a little bit as far as being able to pull the garlic that I grow and be able to braid it Mm -hmm. because it's that first little leaf that is the one that is the outer um, tunic of the garlic head. So I, I'd rather it stay asleep. Sleepy is good. (laughs) Sleepy is is very nice. A winter nap. Indeed. A winter nap. The, uh, the whole out there in the parka with the hood. I, the other thing I was thrilled about, uh, yes, there are weeds everywhere that, you know, dried weeds that need to be cleaned up. There's leaves, there's broken branches, there's whatever. I was absolutely thrilled just to see my shadow. <laughs> I, I, am, I was the strangest looking chubby groundhog-ish person. It, it, it was, yeah, I had to laugh. Mm-hmm. My shadow was following me. <laughs> Hadn't seen a shadow in weeks, it felt like. Yep. I'll, for me, the, the dogs kind of take over the backyard mm-hmm. during the wintertime especially. Uh, so right now I've got all kinds of uh, debris and clutter. Mm-hmm. Toys. Toys. The interesting thing is, is the one thing they have yet to destroy are my iris bed, my iris bed. And 
what's interesting about the iris bed is it's still green. The leaves never really died. Yep. I, my irises, same same here. Did your grass go completely to sleep? No, not at all. Like I say, very, very mild. And the our lawn hasn't gone completely to sleep as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe things underground aren't as dry as as what we have feared but i would still encourage people go out poke around a little bit Mm -hmm. take a shovel dig it drive it down into the soil and see how wet or dry the soil may be right and i've got i mean even i've got two bonsais sitting outside and they've gone completely asleep i went to give them a drink the other day and i was surprised that the dirt was frozen Mm -hmm. and so because of that, that tells me that I didn't need to water. There was plenty of moisture already in there, so no water that I was giving it was going to sink down anyway. So maybe there is a little bit more moisture than it seems like, but it just doesn't feel like it. It's, I, I'm getting pretty sad about looking at brown. <laughs> looking at brown is, is no good. It is. Well, it looks like we've got maybe five more minutes left. Steph, tell me, you know, what what is your hope for the spring season at Bookcliff. My hope is that people come in, love the new designs that we have going on and love our new products and that they have a great start to their gardening season. That's my biggest hope. So if, if someone has something special that they would like to try out or they've heard about something and they can't find it anywhere, can they look you up? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if you have something that you're looking for, uh, right now, biggest request has been orchid sleeves, little plastic sleeves to put your orchids in. I'm still looking. I haven't set my heart on anything yet. But if you have a request, something that you're looking for, let me know. But even though you couldn't find something that was labeled as an orchid sleeve, you were able to find those little basket things. Yes. What What are they called? I'm sorry. Basket thing. Does it... <laughs> not very a very good descriptor no they're called net pots and net pots are amazing for more than just orchids but they do fabulous for them they are basically think of them as a strainer for a plant you know they're wonderful for airflow so they make great rooting pots uh great for orchids because of their draining properties they don't hold water and that's what they're meant to do so it's basically it's an orchid sleeve it's just not called an orchid no sleeve. it's not very good. Another thing that, that I noticed on the shelf that we haven't had before is the fiber where people can grow microgreens. Yes. Yes. So we have a couple of uh, couple of fiber mats, if you will. One is a cube that you can break off, and it's basically instead of using dirt, you're using fibers to grow your plants. Um, on top of that, we also have a microgreen mat that is fiber-based. You put it in your seedling tray, your, ba- your black tray, uh, sprinkle your seeds on, and water it. And it grows your microgreens. So when you harvest the microgreens, do you pull them out and reuse the mat? Unfortunately, no. Um, but it does allow you to cut it. The reason why you can't use it is because the amount of root space that is being pulled down actually breaks up the fibers so yes technically you could reuse it but it's not going to grow as tightly as it did the first time gotcha the trays that uh, you have sourced this round Mm -hmm. are a heavier gauge plastic than before they are the advantage to that is what well there's two advantages one uh, breaking and cracking is almost a thing of the past 
it won't be that bad of an issue. On top of that, on a lower setting, they are dishwasher safe. So you can literally rewash your plastic and reuse it because it's heavy. So in, in a scenario where you're growing microgreens mm -hmm. and wanting to make sure that you're not inadvertently uh, introducing some weird pathogen mm -hmm. uh, into uh, your ham sandwich <laughs> <laughs> because of the microgreens these these trays are something that can be thoroughly washed thoroughly cleaned mm -hmm. and reused time and again yes that's lovely that's lovely well you know i just i'm i'm excited um for for you to be at book cliff you are are breathing fresh energy fresh life <laughs> and you know folks the this talking that she does this is this if there there are days where where birdie will will start the talking and and you just have to just roll with it because she will go she will absolutely go it's uh yep. you're I'll a doll keep you entertained for a while you, you are absolutely a doll and i'm grateful to be back so you are you so well and and just so everyone knows birdie started with us uh, back many years ago as uh, a retail clerk and she was quiet and meek as a mouse. Well, uh, apparently there there has been a shift in the paradigm because she is no longer that quiet, demure. No, it that's not happening anymore. We're we're done with those days, aren't we? We are, and that's thanks to you, Mona. <laughs> that's very much thanks to you. <laughs> yeah, we've got stories, don't we? We do. We have stories. All righty. Well. We are getting ready to reopen the store February 7th, and it will be uh, a grand day. And I hear traveling music, so we are going to get out of here for this week. Come see us next February 7th, Book Cliff Gardens, 755 26 Road, a mile and a half north of First and Patterson. Y'all have a great weekend.